Welcome to the 37 Years Podcast. Mike Dubin here with Matt Dubin, and we have a title for this episode. It's called The Philly Special. What a week, week, Matt. What a week. Um, And I got to say, with all the crappy things going on in the world, which we're not going to talk about on this podcast, but this was a bright light in a very crazy week. But um, Matt, this was one of, other than the Buffalo game last year, this was the biggest win in years on Sunday. Yeah, and and really, Dad, you encapsulated it. It was... It was such an experience. I think watching the game, I was very on edge. You kind of get this feeling. Obviously, we'll get more into it, but what what a win for the Jets. I mean, I don't know if everyone saw this, and please go on YouTube. Robert Sala jumping into Joe Douglas's arms was, you know, I was on an airplane last week, and I watched the great Yogi Berra documentary. And it was just like when Yogi Berra jumped into Don Larson's arms after he pitched a perfect game in the World Series. The difference being Joe Douglas is like three times the size of Robert Sala. Uh, But it was it was a phenomenal win with lots of interesting strategy and lots of interesting things in the game. So let's let's um, we're going to do a quick recap of the game and then we'll get into some of the uh, offense, defense, special teams, coaching stuff. But one, just setting the stage a little bit, uh, going into the game, uh, it was found out on Saturday that Sauce was out along with DJ Reed. So there were basically a few guys they pulled up from the practice squad playing in the defensive backfield. Now, Jalen Carter was out for the Eagles. Darius Slay was out. So I think that set the tone for some interesting strategy. And I'll give one piece of it, Matt, and want to hear your comments on this. But I think the Eagles, if Sauce had been playing especially, would have relied more on the running game. And they decided that they were going to throw the ball up a lot for whatever reason. Uh, And I don't think that was in their best interest, especially after Lane Johnson went out. So, I think that was an interesting choice by the Eagles just generally. What what are your thoughts on sort of the overall all strategy, Matt? Yeah, I think there's a couple things to consider as well. Uh, missing Lane Johnson, I think, was big and some of the other guys that they had. But I didn't really get why they were trying to throw the ball so much even after the first pick. The Jets, I think the underrated part of the Jets' defense is their linebackers. And when you drop like C.J. Mosley, Quincy Williams, some of these other guys into coverage – they're very good. So I didn't agree with Philly's offensive philosophy, kind of trying to air it out. I thought the runs would have worked pretty well. Yeah, I agree with you, man. I think um, DeAndre Swift, if they had started to ground and pound on the Jets, I think would have made a big difference. And But I do think they might have sort of thought, okay, Lane Johnson's out. We better, you know, he's a big part of their running attack. So I think that, That and Sauce being out, I think they said, you know what, we're just going to sort of air it out. And I also think there was a bit of arrogance on their part. But let me let me do a a quick game recap sort of drive by drive, because I think this will bring up some conversation. So the Jets took the opening kickoff and had five plays and were out. They had a, a, a few Brees Hall things. And I think the other thing on the Jets side, which was interesting is that they were using the run to set up – they were using the pass to set up the run. 
even though Brees Hall had a great game against Denver, I think they thought that Philly wins the lines every time and has, does have a great defensive line that they weren't going to win on that. And now, Matt, your thoughts on that? I think that, you know, they definitely went pass first for most of the game. Yeah, and I think the problem with the the Philly defense is you got studs like Hassan Reddick, some of these other guys that are just absolute menaces rushing the passer. So I think it's it's problematic. I think their whole thought was we're going to go quick pass, run, quick pass, run. But the Jets, it, it was weird. I don't really think they found an offensive rhythm because they they were driving down the field a lot, but they were getting stalled in the red zone. And I think the the philosophy there just wasn't wasn't great yeah i i agree so the the jets punted on the first drive and then the eagles had a 19 play 91 yard drive for for almost 10 minutes that basically burned out the first quarter that they won on that they got a touchdown on that jalen hurts finger roll basically um at the goal line which was a questionable call, but, uh, you know, I guess it was a touchdown. But the, this looked like the Eagles were going to just blitz through the Jets the whole game. Yeah, and I, and I think from that specific drive, it was like the Jets couldn't stop anybody. It just looked like the Eagles were getting yards at, at will. The Jets' defense looked gassed, and it seemed like and – and honestly, I thought that that was very demoralizing because – it seemed like they got that stop on that last play, and they they didn't. So it, it could have gone a lot of other ways if they had sort of given up on that. Yeah, and so so then they get the, you know seven nothing. It's almost the end of the first quarter. The Jets get the ball back, and they make a nice little drive. Eleven plays, fifty yards, sort of short passes. One to Brees Hall, one to Garrett Wilson, even one to Dalvin Cook. Um, Garrett Wilson got a 15 yard pass. Zach looked pretty good here and they brought, you know, they, they brought it down for a field goal. So they answered. So it was seven, three at that point. Um, and then the Eagles get the ball back and then Quincy Williams gets an interception on, uh, uh, Quentin Williams, Quentin Williams, not Quincy Williams on on a crazy play that was really set up by Jermaine Johnson. And I thought, Matt, that was a great defensive stand there. This, this defensive line for the jets could be one of the best defensive lines for the jets in the last 25 years. I mean, it's not even just the stats because the stats don't blow off the page for you in terms of sack production or whatever, but these guys get pressure. They deflect balls. They get, they get hands in the, in the face of the quarterback. They are consistently getting to the quarterback, this defensive line. Yeah, and it's, uh, you know, I think the difference this year to last year is the defensive line is getting to the quarterback. If you notice, they're using Bryce Huff in the rotation much more. He's on the field a lot more. He's not just a third down guy anymore. He's part of like that 10-man rotation. And the other thing is the line is setting up turnovers, so there was the Quinn and Williams thing, and then later in the game, Jermaine Johnson basically uh, grabbed Jalen Hurts' arm to set up another interception, which we'll get to. So the Jets get that interception, but then they go four plays and out, and they they were basically gained five yards, maybe ten yards, eight yards, could not get a first down, gave the ball back to Philly, 
And Philly went on another drive, six plays, 64 yards, with that uh, DeAndre Swift pass at the end. Pretty uncontested there. The score at that point was 14-3, to and we thought, uh-oh, this could be, you know, there was 532 left in the second quarter, and it was like, oh, this ain't looking great. However, once again, Jets answer. Uh, a few passes to one to Conklin. They did that great end around to Xavier Gibson, which was a great play. And I love how they put him in there. And then they sort of petered out on the drive. And once again, Zerline hits a field goal. Well, Matt, what did you think of that play with Xavier Gibson? That was a great yeah, play. Yeah, so, so just an overall analysis of that last drive. Once again, the red zone issues plagued them and downfield <clears> issues. <throat> but the I've been calling for the Jets. A lot of guys on Twitter have said the same thing. You got to use Gibson and and Jeremy Ruckert more. Yes, because the the older guys just like like some of these older guys they have just aren't as effective and fast. And it, you need to give these younger guys a chance. They've really shown out. So I'm very happy that they're playing them more. They should play them more going forward. And I think that even though they brought in some of the Aaron Rodgers' friends, like yeah. you know. Cobb and some of these other guys I think the younger guys will benefit from from playing more yep yep and then what happened was so that now it's 14-6 and the Eagles get the ball back with about two and a half minutes left in the quarter and once again the defense CJ Mosley forces a fumble he punches the ball out of DeAndre Swift's hands and the Jets get the ball and around midfield which was a great, another great heads-up defensive play, second turnover of the game at that point. Um, and I think that's another thing that's different this year than last year. We're getting turnovers on defense. Yeah, and here's a very underrated aspect of the NFL. A lot of guys give, like, the props to the defensive line, like the guys getting sacks, the guys who are, you know, <laughs> there's not a lot of, of – props given to some of the linebacker play because it's like you're just getting tackles and kind of but I'm telling you CJ Mosley Quincy Williams some of these other guys they they are the quarterback of this defense and they know how to diagnose plays they know how to diagnose coverages they they are the ones who are the catalyst for a lot of what is going on right now right and absolutely and there and we'll talk about some of the the standouts on defense but it's just been unreal. So then uh, the Jets learning from their mistake last week, managed the clock in the last minute 40 of the half after the turnover. And on the last play of the half, Zerline, who basically doesn't miss, hits a field goal and it's 14-9 at halftime. And Matt, what was your thoughts at halftime? Uh, did you think we had a chance to win? There was two big thoughts <laughs> in my mind. I'm like, having a good kicker in the NFL is, is paramount yes. first of all. And second of all, I had a weird feeling the jets had a chance. They just had to fix some of their like downfield issues. But, I, but at the same time, I'm like the defense might have to win them this game. So it's like, I think the jets have a lot to work on at, at that point in halftime, but it's like, they can definitely win this game. Yes. And so, but then the Eagles come out and it's, they get the second half kickoff, but they get one first down and then all of a sudden the Jets hold them and they, and we get to see Braden Mann punt for the Eagles for the first time, um, which was, we'll talk about punters later, but we got a big upgrade with Morstad. 
Um, yep. Now the Jets get the ball and don't do much with it, and they have to punt it back to the Eagles. Um, however, uh, the p- one play that – and this is where this key play in the game was, and this is w- when things were looking down, was the – they had a free play with, on second and eight at the Eagles 34. Great pass from Zach Wilson to Garrett Wilson for 25 yards. However, this is where Alan Lazard did the crackback block. Yep. So not only did the play not count, but they lost 15, and that stalled the drive out. Yeah, and, and like, here's what I'll say about that, because that made me infuriated. If you're Alan Lazard, <laughs> you, this isn't your first go-around in the league. You're not a rookie. You're just just literally block the guy normally. It wasn't even like the guy was anywhere, to like, near the play. And then – Yep, yep. Okay, so the Jets, the Eagles yep. get the ball back. Um, they have to punt. Once again, the defense was stout in the second half. And then, and the, and the punt was, um, there was a penalty, and the Jets got the ball at midfield. They had a 10-play drive then, but the problem was a few little penalties, um, you know, not really running too much, but it had to settle for another field goal. So now it's 14, 12. Um, and the jets were, you know, were, were look, you know, this was a game now. And it, there was, this was basically the end of the third quarter. The Eagles come out, um, Jalen hurts, uh, you know, gets going on a few things. And then he looks up for, uh, Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith had actually dropped a few in the game. And this is where the Bryce Hall interception came, which was the play that Jermaine Johnson held his arm. And that got the Jets back the ball. And I think that was a great play by Jermaine Johnson. But once again, um, the Jets were getting the turnovers, which is the key thing from the defense. Yeah. And, and kind of to, to break that down, Dad, there was it was precarious because I felt like Devontae Smith wasn't really utilized at all. And it was like, and I have him in fantasy and he's like on, he's a home run hitter. The dude is fast. And so I think the Eagles didn't scheme him up properly. Well, and, but, and he dropped a big one. Yeah. He dropped a middle. big one. So, you know, yeah. They, the, they, yeah. They, they hit a lot of nice deep balls to AJ Brown. I'm surprised they didn't do more of that. That one play where he was in bounds, but Devonta Smith, they really don't use. And, and it's interesting that they actually, um, uh, you know, they they signed um, who the uh, who did they sign today from the the old Falcons guy, um, uh, J- Jones. Jones. Yes, yes, they signed him today. So um, they're they're clearly one. Yeah, because I think their third receiver went out. So so we get the interception, but then we don't move the ball. Got to give it right back. Um, another great Morstad punt puts them in the eighteen. The Eagles drive, and then inexplicably, Josh Elliott misses a 37-yard field goal, which never happens. So now the Jets are still, yeah. you know, it's still 14-12, but that never happens, Matt. Yeah, and I think, like, I was really surprised when he missed that field goal. I was not expecting that at all. Right, but the Jets, once again, couldn't capitalize. And this is when the offense really started to slow down a little bit. Um, but once again, Thomas Morstadt moved the field and put the Eagles back on their 11, which set up the drama for the game. So the Eagles are on their 11. They're winning 14 
to 12. Um, basically, they could run out the clock if they could get a bunch of first downs. So um, they, the first two plays, they, they run. They get a short pass and run. They get a first down. Jalen Hurts does another short pass to DeAndre Swift and then a run. And then the Jets call timeout. There's two and a half left. Uh, Goddard they got in the offense. And they brought it down to the two-minute warning. Right after the two-minute warning was the play. Uh, for whatever reason, it was third and nine at the Eagles 46. Now, the Jets were, I believe, out of timeouts at this point. They could have run the ball if they had gotten a first down, the game's over. If they had gotten a pass, the game's over. For whatever reason, Jalen Hurts threw into double coverage, and Tony Adams, who made probably the biggest play of the Jets in um, – uh, oh, I'd say about 20 years or so – um, takes an interception and brings it all the way back to the Philadelphia eight. What did you think at that point, Matt? Yeah. So it's, I think with that, I think there's a couple of things that stand out first that the Eagles were being extremely arrogant, throwing the yes. ball deep or whatever on into double coverage. I, I, I think you just run the ball there and trust your defense. I don't really get why they were trying to run, run this elaborate pass play. And second, the jets rewarded them for that arrogance in taking the ball back all the way into their red zone. So uh, Tony Adams making the biggest play of the last two decades for the Jets. The Eagles really just a coaching mistake on that part. I don't know why you're calling that play. Jalen Hurts, terrible throw. I Uh, mean, even if it's incomplete, it's not a good play. You know, it stops the clock. Yeah, so I don't get what they were trying to do. They should have just run the ball. But, hey, sometimes teams think they're better than they are. Right, and I think there was a lot of arrogant plays in this game. I mean, I think – and the first drive, they, they were lucky to get that touchdown. I think there was way too much sort of flinging it around. And, 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 and Hertz is not – he's good, but he's not the most accurate passer. So they would have been better suited, I think, sort of sticking to the run game a little more than they did. So now the Jets get it. And on the first play, the Eagles let him score – let Brees Hall score. And the Jets are ahead for the first time um, – uh, actually 14 um, the, the Eagles have 14, the Jets have 18 and they go for two and they make the two. Now, Mark Sanchez was screaming on the TV that the Jets should have downed it at the one yard line and run the clock. Now I will just, before I, before I hear your opinion on that, when we, when I heard someone analyzing this, they said, if they had done that in God for the field goal, there still would have been about 30 seconds left in the game. They couldn't have run the entire clock out. And so in that situation, the Jets would have been 15-14. The Eagles could have won with a long field goal. I like the strategy of the Jets scoring and letting the defense take care of it. The Eagles did not score a touchdown the entire second half. The Jets' defense was playing well. I just did not see the idea of you know them milking the clock. Maybe a little bit, but they weren't being going to be able to milk it out. What's your opinion on that bit of strategy, man? Yeah, so I agree with you, and I disagree with Mark Sanchez, and I'll tell you why. The Eagles have the type of team that they can get down the field very quickly. You have Devonta yeah. Smith and you have A.J. Brown. They're top top 20 receivers in the, in the NFL. Devonta Smith's a guy who can catch a 40, 50-yard ball and potentially get a touchdown. A.J. Brown can get you chunk yards. So it's like, the Jets can, yeah, settle for the field goal, but then they could get down the field in 20 seconds. like And get a field goal and win. Yeah, so the Jets <laughs> needed to be aggressive there. They're not yeah. good enough to just say, oh, yeah, our defense is going to, like, 
have another miracle play. They had to just go for the win there. Yeah, I agree with you. So I don't, I really, I understand what Mark Sanchez was saying. And like, you know, when Patrick Mahomes does that, you know, it was fine what he did again, you know, I, not that I liked it, but um, it made sense in that situation. Um, The Jets needed to get ahead of the Eagles to the point where a field goal wasn't going to tie or win the game. And that's, I agree with you, Matt. Um, So then the Eagles do get the ball back with a minute 46, but it didn't really matter. And four plays and out with the last one being a long fling to Devonta Smith down the middle, but it was underthrown and he was overcovered and uh, the Jets ran out the clock to win the game. So what an amazing win, Matt, your, your thoughts, and then we'll go through sort of the units here. Yeah. Transformational win for the Jets. Couple of things. I think the Eagles came into this game thinking they were just better than the Jets and kind of let that sit on their laurels. I think the Jets really came in with a chip on their shoulder and showed why they, you know, they're a gritty team that I think ultimately can win games with hard play and defense. Yeah, I agree with you. I think the Eagles, while they came in undefeated, it wasn't like a dominant undefeated. And I think they did come in a little bit arrogant. The coaches of, you know, the dude with the pencil in his, in his head is a little bit arrogant. Um, they're not that good to be playing like that. When Lane Johnson went out, I think they went a little pass happy and they knew Sauce was out. The Jets' corners rose to the occasion. And I also think the Jets, when we'll talk about the special teams coaches, and it was a true team effort. So in that vein, let's go through the units um, and, and sort of give our thoughts on that. So, Matt, start with the offense for the Jets. Yeah, so just kind of breaking it down there, I thought I thought Zach Wilson was fine. I mean, it was it was like he did kind of what he was supposed to do. He didn't make any miraculous throws, but, like, he was fine. I think the receivers were very solid. I thought Garrett Wilson did a great job. Um, you know, the tight ends had a good run, Conklin and Bruckert. The the run game was was okay. I mean they Brees didn't Hall, run that much. Yeah, they didn't run that much. I mean, Brees Hall with that end of game play, but like beyond that, nothing really <laughs> super memorable. I gotta give the props though. Like obviously with offense, um, I thought the offensive line actually held up pretty well yeah. regard with the pass rushers they were facing. Um, so yeah, overall, like the offense was fine. Yeah. I don't think it's what won them the game, but it was fine. Yeah. So I, I, I agree with you, Zach Wilson. I mean, look, no turnovers for Zach Wilson. He did nothing to help them lose. He made a few nice throws. They, the problem that they need to work on during the bye week is the red zone because yeah. you can't just keep kicking field goals. Um, once in a while is fine. And, and, you know, the other thing I think they did, which it was a very noticeable was, they did not try and ground and pound against the Eagles, which I think was smart. I think it was a lot of two-step drops. Even though Zach Wilson was sacked five times, it wasn't for lots of yardage. He didn't lose the ball at all. Um, and and it was interesting how they utilized Brees Hall. He had Brees Hall had 12 carries for 39 yards, which is nothing, especially after the game the week before. But he also had five receptions. So they did some screens and they did some short passes to, to Brees, some checkdowns. And he got 54 yards on that. So it was a pretty good game for him. Garrett Wilson had eight receptions for 90 yards. 
which and 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 one nice kind of long play. They got to get him in the end zone though, and that's the problem. They're not getting in the end zone enough, um, and that's going to come back to haunt them if they can't do that. It's it, it was fine in this game because the defense won the turnover battle four to nothing, which is. I think I saw a stat this week that teams that win four to nothing in the turnover battles have won like 65 of the last 66 games. So um, it was pretty impressive. Uh, You know, the offense was solid, not spectacular, but the defense, Matt, I think was spectacular. Yeah. So I'll go break down kind of each group. The, the D line was incredible. And Bryce Huff, like you were saying, Dude is like a 30% pressure rate, which is yeah. like one out of every three downs, he's getting pressure <laughs> on the quarterback, which is insane. Uh, Jermaine Johnson's a beast. Uh, Al Woods actually played pretty well yeah. um, against his former team, or he might have been on Seattle. So he was on Seattle, yeah. Um, but Quinnen Williams, even though Quinnen Williams isn't as flashy with the stats, he's actually, some say, better than last year, getting more pressures. Um, John Franklin Myers doing what he does best, getting pressure. Going to the kind of the the second level, I mean, C.J. Mosley and Quinn or Quincy Williams are star studded. I mean, they are they could be Pro Bowlers. They're unbelievable. Uh, they erase a lot of mistakes. Uh, Tony Adams and and Whitehead uh, have been very good as well in the secondary. the The cornerbacks, I mean, obviously you're missing your probably your two best players on defense, but the the corners, I think it was like Craig James and I and uh, Bryce Hall. Yeah, they played very well for being. They villains. did. So can't complain there. I mean, the defense was a plus. Yeah, the defense was unbelievable. Starting with Quincy Williams had twelve tackles, nine solo tackles, and C.J. Mosley also had eight solo tackles. So that is you know unbelievable. On the offense, on the line, Bryce Huff had one point five sacks and one tackle for loss. So as I said, and two quarterback hits. So he is just, he is just doing it. The secondary, I mean, obviously Tony Adams with that great play as safety, Bryce Hall got an interception. You know, here's the thing. It's interesting. I mean, sauce is the best in the league. He's the second coming of Revis, no doubt about it. But when sauce is in the game, they don't even throw to him. So he never gets interceptions, you know, it's like a weird thing. So now the turnovers are coming um sort of in all the you know fumbles and, and that so the defense to me has risen a level and we gotta I, I know we'll talk about this in a second but it's just such a well coached unit and I'll talk about Oldbrook when we talk about the coaching but um it's just getting better and better and you know the, like to me the, the the bottom of the the barrel was you know you played the first Buffalo game you weren't going to win that Dallas game in a short week after losing Aaron Rodgers. The New England game was the, the bottom. They Kansas City, they came back up. They beat Denver. And now we're sort of just beginning to peak, especially on defense. And we just got to get the offense, as, as Robert Sella said, moving a little closer. I think we want to spend a minute, Matt, talking about the special teams, too. Because I got to tell you, Zerline's an automatic and Thomas Morstad is just a like literally game changer for the Jets. Yeah, the special teams has risen to the occasion. And for me, it's just very interesting because I think the Jets have had such bad special teams and now it's looking great. I mean, it's Morstead 
pinning people. And Zerline. Uh, Zerline is just an incredible kicker. So you need good special teams <laughs> in the NFL. You can't – it can't be like college where everybody misses. Right, no. And the, the Jets, it's reliable. And Irv Charles on the coverage was great. I know that Hardy went out, and that was another sort of, you know, good player that – has the Jets have lost to injury. So, you know, they didn't have ABT, they didn't have Hardy, they didn't have Sauce, and um, they didn't have, um, you know, DJ Reed and, and still came out. So now the other area we got to quickly talk about is the coaching. And um, Matt, Matt, why don't you start with that and I'll give you my thoughts after. Yeah, so I think with Robert Sala, it was like you're 12 and 25 or 12 and 26. You're like kind of just a lot of hype. Your defense is good, but nobody really thinks that he had no marquee win in his, in his career. There was nothing that really screamed like this is a coach who's actually making the team better. And the jets have suffered from mediocre coaching for years, but Salah, I think really turned a corner with this win against an undefeated team, especially coming off a, you know, another win. So Good for Salah. I think he's turning a right corner. Ulbrich, like you said, Dad, when we were talking earlier in the week, I think he's going to be a head coach one day. Yeah. A lot of fire, a lot of power. Great DC. Yeah. Um, oh, he will. This will be his last year as a Jets defensive coordinator. Yeah. And I'll give I'll give Hackett credit. Like, he wasn't really expecting, expected coming in, like, to be, like, this all-savior play caller. But he's put Zach Wilson in good situations. And – to be honest, the Denver game was big, and this game was big. Yeah, I think, look, I think defense, Ulbrick speaks for himself. I think Hackett it was interesting. They, I think it was a good plan that wasn't quite executed because I think what they wanted to do, they were clearly using the pass to set up the run. Um, I think it was a smart play not to run first because the Eagles line, you're just not going to, you know, bounce them off. It just wasn't going to happen against the Eagles. So I think they were looking to get some passing going and then, um, you know, get get some outside motion for Brees Hall and get him in passing game. The only, the only big issue I have with the offense is they got to work on the red zone plays. They're just – it's just not happening. And it, you just – you're you're gonna you're gonna run into a game where you need a, a touchdown and uh, you can't play like that. I, I like what Sal has done this year. I think very challenging after Aaron Rodgers went out. Um, it changed the whole dynamic. It took two weeks of you know they wouldn't have won that Dallas game no matter what, but that they should have beaten New England. New England's horrible, so they should have beaten New England. And then the effort in in the, the last three games, the Kansas City game which was a winnable game, honestly. The Kansas City game, you know, with a one refing call difference and, you know, in one fumble sort of could have been a completely different result. Denver, they won the game and ran a good plan. And this game, you know, the Eagles didn't score in the second half. I mean, I know there were some quirky things that happened and the Eagles did some arrogant plays and they fumbled a few and whatever, but – the Jets made it happen, and now not only, and we're gonna, we won't talk about this here. It sets up a really exciting season because they had that six-game gauntlet with four of the yep. best teams in the NFL, and now the schedule is very different. Yep, totally agree with you. Yeah. So, all right. Well, this was our Philly special, as they say. Uh, we have a Matt and I have a lot of relatives 
um, in the Philadelphia area who I'm sure were not happy with this game, but we were very happy and uh, we're very excited for the rest of the season. The Jets have a bye and then they play the Giants. So we'll have some time to talk about the rest of the season. But, um, you know, this was, as I said, a uh, respite in a uh, very sort of tough news week with things going on around the world. And uh, it's just great that we can have things like this um, and a great as for all our Jets people. So, um, Matt, any final words? No, great, great episode and great to, uh, you know, connect and excited for the, yeah, the Giants game coming up in two weeks. All right. And we'll talk more about that later on. So everyone have a great week, but uh, look forward to all the feedback we get. And uh, we're very excited with this win. Thanks, everyone.